What's up, everyone? This is Riley Madison, and you are listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Break out the tables and chairs, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be one hell of an episode. As always, welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio, your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. I am the $100 man, Thomas Lisi. <laughs> you got to think about how I much always got to think about what I am, if I'm a $100 man or the $50, $50 man. Well, but it's on the pillow now, It's on guys. the pillow. Yes, we have pillows now. We have pillows. So so once again, I am the $100 man, Thomas Lisi, one of your co-hosts. Always join the most handsome in the room, the handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Yeah. And Mr. Wonderful Jeff Noyes. Yo, handsome and it's uh, one name now. Yeah. Handsome and Handsome Handsomest. Stan, I'm Stan Hanselman. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> Stan Hansen only with good vision, though. Wasn't that like a Friends joke where they were talking about Spider Man, and then they were like, "Is it one word or two? And then they started calling him Spider Man. Spider Man. Hanselman. Sounds like a New York preppy kid. Yeah. Hanselman. <laughs> Spider Man. The um. Now this is this is an interesting episode. This is going to be crazy because we are entering the world of extreme championship wrestling. Oh yeah. Um. ECW was a promotion started what mid nineties, ninety two, but didn't really gain much of the traction, I would say, or public eye to what ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, about then. Yeah, like ninety two to ninety four, they were Eastern Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. and then uh, Shane Douglas merged the ECW belt with the. Uh, NWA title at the time, and then he kind of coined it like Extreme Championship Wrestling, uh, and that was in '94, yep. and that's when it really started to like. That was the beginning, but like the pinnacle was probably around like '97 to '99. They were like unstoppable. Yeah, and and the one pulling the strings in the back was Paul Heyman. Now we all see Paul Heyman. In, in a I'm di- an advocate. I'm an advocate. We all see him in a different light right now. But, I mean, there's so many stories. And you see all these interviews about Paul Heyman, the promoter slash businessman. And he and wasn't get the best. Two different, yeah, you'll get two <laughs> different answers depending on who you are. Yeah. That's great. So, you can take what we're talking about. You know, you can go one way. You know, look at the glass half empty or half full about Paul Heyman. Was he a complete scumbag? Was he a douche or did he really care about the business? I think he really cared about the business, but I think he tried too much and, and I think he went just the wrong way with some things with the company. He, he had caviar taste with a McDonald's budget. Mm. Yeah. That was the problem. I mean, look look at the first pay-per-view ever in ECW history. The lights went out and the feed died literally the second it was done. <laughs> Which is amazing. The second that yeah. it was done. It, ju- it was yeah. just like holding on and it was like, yeah. yeah. And then it was Enough. like that bell rang and you were yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Terry, <laughs> Terry Funk wins the title. You see him celebrating, bleeding in the crowd. Yeah. They cut off and then everything goes off. You yeah. know, like ECW just seemed like it's one of those things where it's like you had to be there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. uh, obviously, there was nothing be- like it. Right, because it had a little bit of TV time, whatever channels mm-hmm. it was on, um, at whatever period of time you were watching it. 
but like one of it's one of those things where you really needed to be there to witness it to feel it to just everything and, it was it was you know, like euphoria feeling yeah. you know what i mean i mean i never I been, mean we can say we're gonna be i mean jeff yeah. you've been there Jeff's countless been there. times but yeah. we're gonna be there september 18th guys oh yeah for this huge which gets bigger and we were just having this conversation that's yesterday. what she said but yeah well, yeah <laughs> All these names are coming out. Remember, we're going on the road to te- September 18th, Oof. ECW Arena, Philadelphia. Besides Kane, Mark Henry, and Layla that we talked about last week, I mean the people that just got that just got added this week: Chelsea Green, Paul Ellering. Wow, um, that, oh, that's right. Wow. Deanna Perrazzo. Um, I think that's it for now. The show's a grower. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's a grower, <laughs> not a shower. So I mean, remember if you come down um, on September 18th to the ECW uh, Arena. They're doing a uh, WrestleFest slash Comic-Con. You have a chance of meeting us, being on our being on our wonderful podcast. And wow, we get to put ourselves over. You're putting ourselves over, but selling, selling some merchandise, and you can interact and meet a lot of those legends that we just talked mm-hmm. about. But, I mean, just, just I want to just talk about the arena, the ECW arena. It was a bingo hall. Right? A bingo hall. That's it, it, it's always like, known like as the bingo hall. Like you said, concrete right? slab, right? Concrete slab. Yeah. So, so I got to ask you, you've seen shows there, right? Yes. What was it like? Insane. Have you wrestled there also? I have. Okay. So, as a fan going there, it's... I, I said it before, it's my Graceland. Because I am... It's like WWE is It's like the MSG for... Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yep. WWE, to me, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's always been there for me. But I had such diehard passion for ECW growing up. Like, uh, a lot of my friends did, too. So, that like, we all got together. We watched it, you know, or we'd recorded on MSG at 4 o'clock in the morning yes. and Saturday night and then watch it Sunday morning, you know. And Were they uh, cursing at that time and stuff? Like, were they allowed to get away no, with that stuff? I wasn't no, sure. they, I mean, they uh, bleeped out. Okay. I so, would... even though it was at 4 o'clock in the morning, they would, like, bleep Late out. Late 90s, I was, like, 12, 13. They got away so... with more than you'd expect, but it mm. still wasn't, like... You know, this is also late '90s where things were yeah. really starting. They just said shit yeah. on national TV on NYPD oh, yeah. Blue, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. And, and then South Park did it. Yes, they did. Yeah. And then, and then remember, remember during that time too, like if 11 o'clock on the E Channel, Howard Stern would have his show. Yeah. And like he would have some raunchy shit. So why not have some some guys cutting each other with some cheese graters? You know what why I mean? Not? Why not? I mean that's what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what like I mean? Today we would, yeah. just let it go. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, I mean, I that was that was always a place that I wanted to go to. Today watch, they would consider it a charcuterie reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just you know, ECW has, I guess it had like its own like cult of fans that were like diehards that would yes. go there every week. Like yeah. I remember like the same three guys. I was watching the rise and fall of ECW on the on the uh, on Peacock, which was the you know WWE Network. But um, like the same three guys sat in the front row. I remember some guy always wore like a fisherman's hat, like, it, it was and he the, had like uh, these signs that were pretty funny. And... The guy that looked like Rob Zombie. Yep, <laughs> just a lot skinnier. It's just a lot skinnier. The and uh, hat guy. Yeah, the hat guy. The, and with a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, like that. Like crew, they were at literally every single ECW show. They probably lived in Philly, and yeah. they did. They I did. think. I think. And that, they were yeah. at uh, the what was it? Uh, One night stand that they did also. Mm-hmm. See, I think the thing that ECW did that was so different than like WWE and WCW is the amount of attention they gave to the fans. Because, oh, like, yeah. you know, like you they were like, part of the show. Yeah, yeah, the fans are part of the show. Like they back were, in the day, like the WWF, it was just were, like they were Bret like Hart comes down. Yeah. Wrestlers were thrown into the crowd. Yeah, and so you could them. see the sea of people 
chanting EC dub, EC like everything mm-hmm. like that. Like we were just as important as like the guys that were in the ring. Yeah, and you like know? they did put a lot of emphasis on the crowd, and that's what awesome and that's what was so different than ec uh, like about ecw than the other products now, on tv like, also a cool thing about the fans is like if you ever watched if anybody out there in the radio waves or in this room have watched wrestling in japan a lot of the fans are very quiet they sit they sit on their hands they and they clap hands, at yeah. certain yeah. times yeah they like bow forward during like a huge i feel like it's a complete different like every fan base for every kind of promotion is has different. its own niche yeah. yeah it has its own kind of fan definitely and then ecw fans if you really think about it, they kind of started that being quiet and then like waiting for the moves to happen because like at a wwf show or a wcw show you know you you got the father buying the kid a shirt you're buying the pretzel you yeah. know you got people walking back and forth at ecw shows like from what i've seen back in the day like the old pay-per-views and some of the sh- uh, house shows it's the equivalent of going to like let's say we're going to starland or somewhere you got to push yourself to the for, uh, to the front, uh, right up on the gate or whatever set up, and then you know if somebody starts throwing down, yeah, <laughs> you're in the middle but of like, it. Well, go ahead. The fan, down. the fans at the same time, like you would think that they're crazy over the top. Yeah, but they're very respectful at the time. Yeah, I think some lifelong ECW fans are very loyal to yeah. to wrestling while they're watching it in the in the arena. That's the thing. Like to me, as a wrestling fan, that kind of caught my eye because like. They're watching the moves that happen, but like they're not expressing how until it's all done. You know what I mean? Like if they, but at the same time, if they botched, they will call you out on it. Oh yeah, mm. like that was ECW's thing, man. The you first had to be time on your, you ever heard in a crowd people calling out the wrestlers. They, that's where the term "smart" came from. Was like ECW fans, like they were the beginning of like the smart marks, like. Somebody would botch a move, and then the whole crowd would chant, you fucked up. Yeah. You fucked... Like, they knew. They were the intelligent wrestling fans, but also the people that wanted blood and guts at the same point yeah. in time. So it was really, like, weird having that kind of a dynamic in the crowd. You know? Like, you watch, like, Monday Night Raw, and everybody just like, you know, here comes face. Yay. Here comes heel. Boo. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's just... It seems like even the crowd is you're, scripted. You're trained to watch it. You know what? It's the equivalent, like, WWE is, like, Tom, you had mentioned, the, the dad's bringing bringing his son there yeah. or his daughter or whatever Which and is going perfectly to buy the fine merch and Because it's so commercialized. And whatever. There's a spot for it's like everything. going to see the yeah. circus. You know, you're going to see um, Ringling Brothers. Yeah. And it it's the show and whatever, and then ECW is just that, to use this term, extreme left, yeah. where it's just completely different. Yeah. You know that that son now probably grows up and hates his dad, and goes <laughs> there just to see the carnage, and to get off on it, yeah. and just loves it, and will be back the following week yeah. or whenever they're back or whatever. You know. Now I've seen Monday Night Raws, I've seen Smackdowns, I've seen house shows. I've been to like WrestleMania. Um, now with ECW, I've also seen them in like the ECW arena. I've seen them in because they toured. They right? toured. They toured. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen them in the ECW arena. I've seen them in Asbury Park Convention Hall. Yep. There I've seen them in Bar A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember you said that yep. on like a hundred and forty-two degree day, dude. It was the hottest day of my life. And on top was Tommy of it, Dreamer there. Tommy day? was there, but yeah. like his back was jacked up, so we didn't like work. I feel like he, but he told was there the story and cut, like a good promo. Time. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it was funny because he was pretending to be the rock. So he like jumped up on a turnbuckle and like doing all this like funny shit. Like I love Tom. Tommy's great. But um, on top of it, there was a flaming tables match. At Bar A. At Bar A. Well, it's 120 degrees outside. Yeah, which is all pavement anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you want to talk about excruciating? Like yeah. that match yeah. was sweltering. But like on top like of cooking it Cooking an too, egg on that guy's fault. <laughs> yeah. On top of it too, ECW Arena had no heating system or no air conditioning system. So what it so was like, outside was, it was what it was If it was summertime, man, it's hot as shit in that arena. And then if but it's if the it's winter. But if it's wintertime, it's a freaking icebox. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the ECW arena, too, like, they kind of packed you in as yeah. best as they can. Yeah. According to the legal limits, obviously. No, exactly. Like, they hit all their legal limits and everything because there were cops everywhere. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's Philly. So, um, but on top of it, too, not only the ECW arena getting, like, you know, that just getting a rub, Hammerstein Ballroom was huge for ECW, yes. too. That was, like, their home away from home, but also for the diehard wrestling fans in general the hammerstein ballroom used to do a lot of wwf's big events too Mm -hmm. like if you watch some of the first like monday night rolls like all of them were there yep Mm -hmm. i just that that and the manhattan center the manhattan center which to me was always like the same damn place which was weird because manhattan center was like on the second floor apparently the way they explained it, because they had because oh. they, when they when they built the ring, they had to put the ring in the elevator and bring it up. Oh, that sucks. If you, yeah, if you watch the beginning, like how they told the story of how the beginning of Raws happened, like uh, they had to bring the ring in an el- in the elevator and bring it up. Oof. Yeah. Could you imagine? I can't what? imagine that. Like setting what, up a ring like one of those <laughs> New York City freight elevators. <laughs> yeah, where you something have to like that. Yeah. Down and pull this up. Had to be. Yeah, had to had be something to be. like that. But Jeez. um, no, something about ECW that that a lot of people don't realize is. The amount of talent, and before we talk about this, in 15 minutes we're going to be calling um, former uh, ECW television and tag champion Pipple Gary Wolf for a special interview in about 15 minutes. But uh, leading up to that before is the amount of talent that came out of ECW is highly gets kind of swept under the rug. Names like Rey Mysterio, uh, uh, Chris Jericho, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin Eddie the, Guerrero, uh, Dean Malenko, yep. all these guys who kind of got their start in ECW <laughs> and ECW. I can you can really say that we're the first ones to have cruiserweight lucha wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like Rey Mysterio and Psychosis. Nobody's seen those matches on like American television at the time. And Rey Mysterio and Psychosis, these two guys murdered it any time that they were in the ring. It, it was completely like an experience, like nothing you've seen in professional wrestling at the time. Mm. Like WCW, you know, they would bring in guys like Ultimo Dragon and like all that kind of stuff. But um, it it was not the same, man. <laughs> like they did uh, the Mexican death match with those two and I mean, you could go back and watch it. It's one of the best lucha matches that you're gonna say. I'm not a big lucha guy, but I could watch Psychosis all day. I'm the same way with lucha. I mean, cruiserweights. I watch a lot of Jericho and you know Guerrero, but like as far as lucha wrestling, I never really got. And you know, I I kind of feel bad as a classic wrestling fan not to ever get into lucha libre wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I can watch like, Ray, but I mean, I, I like just lucha. personally Ray's I like a, the bigger yeah. wrestlers. That that's my thing. Ray's yeah. a completely different, like, he's the Americanized version of the Lucha. Oh, yeah. You know, you have, like, But Ray's a great AAA. talent. Oh, do uh, absolutely, yeah. yes. Oh, he's let in that, that category for me. Said, like him and Ed, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, you say yeah. that all the time. Yeah. doesn't really move the needle for you. doesn't really move the needle. But I, I like Lucha. Um, it's just different. Like, I, I like the different styles. Like, you got to appreciate. You got big men wrestling. 
and then you got back in the day. Now you got 2021 big men wrestling, which is a mix totally of, different. you know, some of this agile flippy dippy stuff as, as uh, Jeff likes to say. <laughs> And the big, flippy, big style, bullshit. you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, now everything's kind of evolved. I don't think there's like one particular thing. It's all the best parts of different um, uh, styles of wrestling. You know, Japan has its own flow. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've ever watched NJPW. I never got into it. I'm not a fan myself. Um, I never I do understand what's going on. Like I do some, know some of the talent and the wrestlers over there, but. Not for me. There's personally. a lot of stuff going on, just like all the time. It's a it's another animal. This is a whole another avenue. Yeah, you can just be uh, totally into NJPW. Yeah, I mean, you can really or, have a you can have bring your own it back podcast home, about that. Yeah, you can just be a fan of ECW and not yeah. and WWE and WCW and all that stuff at the time. It's just not not your jam either. Now, for uh, me, ECW was like I knew of it, never really yeah. like to me. It's like I wasn't into that hardcore kind of stuff. It was cool to see it. In uh, what's in in small doses, mm -hmm. but all the time so I was they like, only oh, that's gave a you lot. small doses. They yeah. only gave you one hour a week of television, right? So yeah, everything so, would seem like it's small. Yeah, but I'll still like I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on like the last episode where my first like experience of ECW was like my dad wakes me up. He's like, Jeff, you gotta come here and look at this. It's like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's doing up anyway at that time. But he wakes me you up, brings me out. I don't want to. And then, like, out of nowhere, I just see two guys on TV just screaming at a promo, threatening to stab people, threatening <laughs> to kill people. Uh, yeah. And it's it's New Jack and Mustafa, the gangsters, mm. and they're just standing there screaming, freaking out, like, New Jack City, like, everything like that. And I was like, what the hell is this guy's story? Like, wow. I need to mm -hmm. see more of this. And then, like, I started seeing some of the matches. Then, like, Shane Douglas would come out and work. And I'm a huge Shane Douglas guy. I wish that he kind of had, like, a little bit of a rub in WWE. But they brought him out as Dean Douglas, and he sucked. Intercontinental champion for eight minutes, I think. Um, <laughs> he debuted. Well, he wrestled at the 1991 Battle Royal. Yeah. No, 90 I, I or 91. It was a little later. It was Shane. No, there was like 90 or 91. Really? Yeah, he was a little, lot skinnier. Remember, he wore orange trunks. Yeah, Shane Douglas. Yeah, he was. A, they, they call him an up and start rookie. But I mean, he was. A, he was a huge. He is a team of John Laronitis. He, yeah, mm, but he 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 was a huge guy in ECW. Like getting it. He was you know, like popular. the star. He was. He was like the first star of ECW. He was. You know, which which is crazy to think about. Actually, you know who the first ECW champion was? Mm. Wait. Well, Shane Douglas. I no, remember he the threw first, the belt down like, when they were Eastern champions. Oh, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. <sighs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Well, that, allegedly well that's why the they guy. gave him the. <laughs> right, that's why he was definitely extreme before extreme was extreme. <laughs> right. No. Who'd have thought? Yeah. So he was the first ECW champion, but also some of the other ones were like Don Morocco. Like he was champ. We interviewed an ECW champion in the past, Tito Santana. Completely forgot about that and didn't bring it up. I'm like, that's on me. But um, but that was um, you know, pretty wild that you know Tito Morocco and like all those dudes. You know, wow, it's pretty pretty wild. And then like uh, their tag team, like the early tag teams, like Super Destroyers were like the first tag oh, teams. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, the first TV champ was like Johnny Hotbody. 
you know so it was like you hear like all these kind of guys but then also like taz was the tasmaniac at the time you know where he just and, looked like the tasmanian he had, devil he had a grudge with with, with gary yeah mm-hmm. he yeah. had he had a program they had with some gary awesome matches they together they had some great matches because Gary was actually just a singles competitor, and then he got hooked up with Pitbull number two, mm-hmm. so who unfortunately Pitbull passed away. Two. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there was that, but you know there was a lot of people that came in and out of ECW that like you don't really realize were there after their WWE. Yeah, like, ECW was a quick stop for you to go on to other things. Usually, but like before WCW, right? Yeah. You know, but like I was telling Jeff the other day, I was like, yeah, I saw the Steiner Brothers in ECW. I'm like, the Steiner Brothers, yeah. like they were in ECW for a minute. But like, it was really awesome, like watching, like, like hearing Jericho and Eddie Guerrero talk about ECW because in other people's opinions, like Paul Heyman and all these other guys that were there, they would say that their best matches in their career were, were in there. ECW. Yep. Yeah. Before they went to WCW, before they went to WWF slash E and all the success that they had. But I mean, as much as I like hate the legacy of Chris Benoit, he had some killer matches yeah. down there. I too. mean, you, you can't I mean, you can't take away what he did in the ring. It's yeah. I mean, obviously it's He did break Sabu's neck. Yeah. Mm. He did. I mean horribly. Yeah, that was bad. It was a terrible spot, it was a terrible idea, and he broke Sabu's neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sabu's a crazy son of a bitch and, like, got up taped it and continues. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, when we talk about the wheelhouse of ECW, like, you know, Taz, RVD, Sabu, yeah. the Dudleys, Sandman. you know, like, Sandman, yeah. Raven, you know. Raven. Tommy Dreamer. Who would have thought Raven would have got over? Yeah. I mean, he's just an undersized person. And like he, he looks like he brings nothing to the table. He was Johnny Polo. <laughs> very good in, in the WWE. microphone. Though. Let me tell you something. Exactly. Very good in the microphone in that ECW. Was the thing. That was his. He thing. had that. He his had that killer program. Perfect. He had that program at Sandman, yeah. and his son. Oh my God. That I mean, obviously, when you know, I wrestled his son. You did. Sandman's son. You yeah. said it was bad, right? It was bad. Yeah. It was fucking bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, and then they got to the point where Sandman. I mean, I can't Im- imagine Sandman's any better either. Yeah, I mean. You know what? And maybe in spurts, but. Yeah. Sandman wasn't bad. In, like, I don't know. That's a great. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not like we're going out there and it's like a clinic. But, you know, right. at least it was like. Uh, yeah, good match. You have your moments. Match, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the moments. I mean, he's literally going to come out, beat the shit out of me with a fucking Singapore cane, and then we will right, white Russian leg sweep, and we're done. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not doing a freaking, um, you know, flip off the top rope anymore, which mm-hmm. always, I mean, he was hilarious in the ring because, like, he gets that Bart Simpson, at least you tried cake. Because <laughs> like, he would always come out and, like, do flips that just look bad. Uh, he would do the Frankensteiner. He called it the Rolling Rock. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> nah, I mean, Sandman was a whole other character. But he me. was great of a character. He was. He was a good awesome. character, yes. Drank, he, drank beers, going to the ring. Yeah. And he's really Similar big in the stock market, as really? crazy as that sounds. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for him. I ju- you gotta I have another avenue. Him. Yeah, exactly. Like, I talked to he's him probably like, on you know, a couple years right ago. Now. Oh, definitely. So I him a couple years ago, like, I worked a show with him, and we started talking about the market and I was like, this is the weirdest fucking thing to me. Right. Now. <laughs> right. He's telling you to buy, buy, sell. So yeah, exactly. Like, I like, because I told him like, you know, I had like my job in finance and everything. He was like, ah, let me tell you about the stock market. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, <laughs> he, he seems to be a guy that once he get, he gets going, he gets, going. Oh, he gets going. There's yeah. no stopping. There's no stopping hack. Like, 
I love the guy to death. He's a maniac. Um, he seems like it. Yeah. But, I mean, there's guys like Sandman and Raven, but also there's guys like uh, Little Guido and Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam, you know, who were absolute ring technicians. Like, Rob these guys Van, let me are tell you phenomenal in a ring. Rob, Rob, Rob Van, Van Dam in ECW. Underrated. Needs to be I higher was, up there in people's I, thoughts. I was watching some Rob Van Dam the other day in ECW, man. He was fucking... He was ridiculous. There's nobody better than him. Between him and Tommy I think, Dreamer, I think two of the most yeah. successful I'm going to say that he definitely. was the best wrestler. And there's more. I mean, the Dudley, you know, whatever. But Best still, wrestler like, in ECW that I've seen agreed. was, was yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, Taz best, also. Best wrestler yeah. was Rob Van Dam. Yes. Although Taz was a phenomenal wrestler, too. But also, he got away with being a monster like a brawler scrapper, yeah. on top of that. Taz was a special type of wrestler in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he has his Greco-Roman background. Then he had his judo background. His He's got a den in submission wrestling. Everything like that. He is fucking amazing. I love Taz. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down, one of my favorites all time. So, but him and Van Dam, though, like, those guys were amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, yeah. And, and Sabu, too. Sabu was great, but a different kind of wrestler. The battles that Van Dam had with Jerry Lynn were just... They're, some it, ridiculous matches. Living Dangerously 99 RVD Jerry Lynn is the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen. Wow. Plain and simple. Wow. Like, you could keep Savage and Steamboat. You could keep all that stuff. RVD Jerry Lynn, Living Dangerously 99, Asbury Park, no better match to me. Mm. I mean, Jerry Lynn goes down as a very underrated wrestler, too. Completely. Cause he, That's he, why I'm yeah. so glad he's with AEW right now. To like you know at least get something. But before we we're gonna call Gary in, in like three minutes, but I just want to get something off my chest because it's been bothering me, and I think Jeff Jeff is actually that brought it up to me. Oh gosh, AEW has been kind of trash recently. It's been bad. Dude. It's been bad. It's dude. been bad. It's been like I don't know. Like we spent a lot of time this podcast talking about you know events, and we have the Satchel and WWE and a lot of stuff you know like that. But I mean AEW, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's been. It used to catch my attention. Yeah, like it used to be the only thing I really was caring about. Now I'm like, you know, I I know Alex doesn't watch AEW. No, no, <laughs> so, no. I mean, it's worth a. I watch, know who. I know who. Oh yeah. Let, yeah, let me. All right, let me clear clarify. Not not right off the bat. Not my jam. It's not your jam. I understand what goes on. You know, in doing this podcast, I do kind of keep up on certain things so we can talk about it. And so I look yeah. like I know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Thanks for doing your job, man. <laughs> right, yeah, they, but, right. Um, you know, more could be said about some of the AEW wrestlers yeah. who don't look like they're doing shit. But their roster yeah. is starting yeah. to turn out to be, I, I think I said this in the group chat like a week ago, they're a, uh, WCW mid uh, mid nineties like adjacent, late two thousands, mm-hmm. like, like bastardization. Two thousand one, the end. I'm waiting that's for them exactly to be like, like, "Hey, we're gonna start the NWO again." Yeah, you know, because that's <laughs> what dude, it's they're turning almost into. doing that with bringing the popcorn guy. You they're, know, what I mean? they're basically doing that with Pinnacle, yeah. which is everybody's in a faction. Like, listen, WWE doesn't have enough factions, but AEW has too many. Too many factions. Yeah. Now they just start another one with QT. Marshall, what's the name of that? Like. Something nightmare. The factory. The factory. That's just what it's called, called the factory, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> factory. Like, come on. Like, burrito, like we all know factory? that. We all know that's where you trained. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Right. Like Ooh, that's original. what and, they're doing. And Do I'm not gonna lie, else? Kenny Omega is getting boring to me. 
it's just the first time I ever the, liked Kenny Omega, and see, I'm not interested anymore. I anymore. like him more like, as a face. His, his I mean, NJPW not, work was a hell of a lot yeah. better. And I mean, the he Young Bucks, Japan, dude, the Young Bucks yeah. shit right now is trash. Because like they are, like they're they're becoming like uh, like the la- the last they match just they turned, wrestled what, in. heels, right? Yeah, but they, like they just know, wrestled in like these Dior fucking. Fa- I, shit. I heard they were fake, by the way, but probably. Yeah, I heard they were yeah. fake, and it's like, bro, how you gonna like? They, roll they them are like they that? are the most <laughs> they are the most overrated tag team in professional wrestling. Maybe maybe that's the gimmick. You know what I mean? Like Not maybe they. <sighs> I'm let me try to put this into words. Over, yeah, overusing uh, like the maybe, super kick too much. They're be, yeah, they're laying they've into been it that because way in the, yeah. forever they have yeah. nothing else. But that's their thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe they're just kind of going and with and it. And their Meltzer driver, the oh, Meltzer driver, fuck, fuck that, that guy. Did you fuck see? Did you see Meltzer didn't give? Um, he gave five stars to the Ray Phoenix Pac match against the Bucks on TV. He didn't give five match stars. Is trash. He didn't give five stars to O'Reilly and uh, Cole. That was pretty good. At at uh, NXT, I, w- I wouldn't have given it five stars either. But five five. I mean, it was. I, I think that match is better than and I, and I did watch probably better than better what than he than rated attack. it. You know. So. Um, yeah. So right now it's 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 about time. Well, you want to drop a little news? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That? This is uh this is big news. This we, is big news. Well, we have a couple things. Um, we have uh the YouTube channel. Yes. We are um, going to be starting a YouTube channel. You know, we'll uh, hit you with that for now. You're going to see a lot of uh, promo work from us on that. You know, so make sure you like and subscribe us. But we're going to have a couple of videos up, and we'll reach out to you when when that's uh, when that's up. And the the real big news, Jeff, you want to lay the Absolutely. smackdown on this since one? it's since ECW. Yeah. Since I'm yeah. the rel- I'm the uh, resident ECW guy. March. This is an ECW episode. We got Pitbull coming on in one minute. But in the meantime, we got to drop some big ass news about an announcement for an interview June 29th. Life changing or life threatening. Yeah, news. definitely life threatening <laughs> interview June 29th on Sunset Flip Radio. New Jack is going to be yes. on the show with us. Oof. The one and only <laughs> the original gangster. The yeah. realest, the realest guy in the room. Yeah, you got that the right. Real the yeah. real, real realest guy. We got New Jack coming on the show. If anybody doesn't know much about New Jack, he has just watched Dark Side of the Ring and <laughs> Dark uh, Side uh, of the Ring yeah. episode devoted to him, and I, it's very. It would good. be a lot. It would be a lot different if I didn't w- just wa- rewatch yeah. the Dark Side of the Ring with him in it, and I was like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, and this... then he's like, oh yeah, I got New Jack. I'm like. <laughs> the fucking world is ending now, Jesus! It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm very excited for that. I've never wrestled New Jack, yes. but I've been on a couple shows with him. I've had positive experiences. All right, okay. well, as long as it's intense, uh, he is I mean, very professional. Oh, okay. But he is. He doesn't. Very, he doesn't give that vibe. He's believe very me, like serious. About yeah, his shit. exactly. That's what I'm so, getting. So, well, just like you don't want to like don't if, poke the bear. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're just gonna put him on the board because again, we have. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking to Pitbull Gary Wolf in, in seconds. And then yeah, on May 4th, we have uh, Salvador Sincere. And May 18th, Tony Bennett. June 1st, JR from Lesson Jake. June 15th, Tony, Tony Bennett. <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Uh, June 15th. <laughs> uh, June 15th, Zombie Sailor Toys. June 29th, New Jack. All right, I'm hitting them up. All right. So we're going to be calling Pitbull Gary Wolf right now. And it's going to be an awesome time. Right to voicemail. <laughs> 
Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? It's Jeff. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, brother? Good, good. So I got you on. I'm here for uh, Sunset Flip Radio, and I got my boys Tom and Alex here. Gary, what's going on, man? This is Tom. Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? Hey, Gary, much, how you man. doing, man? We, listen, we really appreciate appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to us about uh, your career. You know, working in ECW. This is an ECW episode we're doing, so. You know, what, what's better than having a former tag team and television champion on Sunset Flip Radio? So, how are you doing today? Oh, uh, just chilling, man. I'm working out hard today, so, you know, almost all our sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Long day. It's a beautiful day out, but yeah. you know what? We're here to talk some wrestling, so let's uh, have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, uh, Gary, I just wanted to mention, you know, I brought this up a couple times on the show here that uh, you were my trainer when I was down at the Monster Factory. Um, so I want to say thank you for that. Um, I've had the honor of being in the ring with you several times. Also, thank you for that. We've always had positive experiences. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, you know, not even about wrestling. How did you get involved with the Monster Factory to become a uh, trainer down there? It just happened, man. It was, it's kind of funny. It was like, I remember, uh, you know, we had a bunch of guys in, and uh, I was, like, going over some shit and just over some basic stuff. And next thing I know, Larry puts his head out, looks, and he was happy with that, and he would go back in his office. Yeah, that's Larry. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we were in the, like, I don't know, me and my partner were in the more... Like, we was in the school with you at the time did anybody else that uh made it like were they in the class with you Shows up and Vince Tarelli shows up. 
they were like, what the fuck's going on with him? What do you mean you trained in a monster? And like, I was fucking there. Yeah. I mean, she was fucking there. I mean, but you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know, it was weird, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, but going there, like how uh, we had uh, the one guy went in at the mummy. Oh, okay. oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then eventually he had to do a roadblock or something. Yeah, yeah, roadblock. He was a good guy. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, um, so you started off, you know, you were training at Monster Factory. Did you work at any other companies before you got hooked up with ECW? Uh, well, I worked for, like, uh, in a lot of independent companies. I could. because we're you know we're talking about ECW and um, you actually started when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling and then you worked obviously when it was Extreme so what was it like working when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling in the uh, early 90s what was that like Yeah. 
I remember driving there just to do a show for the police or something we did, a banquet or something. It was a pretty good show. Okay? I got a check for 15 bucks. Wow. So I'm one of the original restaurants where, you know, there's us, Stevie Richards, maybe a few other guys, brother, are original. Yeah. We're, you know, when you say original, I'm original. Yeah. It's personal power. Yeah. You know, I was there. Like I said, we would work Japan, you know, and then we had to deal going there. So when we're home, we didn't have no deal going, so ECW signed us back. I yeah. came home one night. I came home from a tour, and I happened to hurt my knee, so I had to get surgery anyway. So my partner went to Germany, and I healed up. And I'm, I'm sitting home, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, get ready to go. I'm going to work. And I'm watching TV, and I see ECW, Eastern Championship Wrestler, on TV. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what you know, because I figured, fuck, they're showing old tapes, you know, and they got all the old, older guys were there, like Don Morocco was there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the guys were there. A lot of people were there that people don't realize, man. Yeah. Yeah, we were just having that conversation before. Like, we were shocked about, like, some of the guys that were, like, there mm-hmm. before. The first champion Tito. was uh, Jimmy Snuka. And then also Morocco yeah. was there. Tito Santana. And, uh, Tito yeah. Santana, who we just interviewed two weeks ago. Yep. I think that's when I got back. I got to wrestle Snuka. Yeah. I wow. Yeah. I wrestled them at a different time. He was 70. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no, he was old. This is like 94, 93. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I had to go in there and, you know, I like to talk and he still was in great shape. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, when I wrestled him when he was 70, he was in good shape still. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so, you started a tag team. You guys were the Pitbulls. Mm-hmm. Now... Did you guys start training together and get in together, or did you just kind of like meet them along in the way, and then it was just like, "Yo, you, we got some good chemistry here." Like, how did the the tag team, the Pitbulls, come about? Oh, it's a crazy story, man. I don't want to hear that, but it's crazy. All right, well, we were. I had businesses on the boardwalk here, Ashton City, Maryland. Yeah, I'm in Ashton City. And at the gym, at the time, needed some way to do security for WWS. So I remember uh, it was a Monday night, that's a wall. So I snuck, we snuck in there, me, my partner, uh, Cry Baby Waldo was with us, and Andy Bajowski, who was like, uh, he, he's an actor, he plays uh, Leatherface. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. It's big man. Yeah. So we got here, we went in there and I remember we were in the ring and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We had no idea. <laughs> and Dick Worley was there. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dick Worley was watching us. Like we were up there, like, we were doing rolls and shit. But I mean, the ring kicked our ass. I was crippled for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I didn't want to have nothing to do with wrestling. I said, there's no fucking way. <laughs> and uh, two weeks later, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, my partner ends up saying, okay
Yeah. And we were living, we were living in South Jersey anyway, so yeah. it was only 45 minute ride for us to get to school, so what kind of bitch? Yeah, that's you know, a yeah. So we ended up doing that, and then uh, I, I waited a month later, and then I joined, and we're from the same town, we went to the same fucking high school, we're from the same grade, uh, we've known each other forever. You that's know awesome. I mean? so, yeah, it's cool because you know we got, like I said, we got to be in Japan. And, and just imagine having an offer from you know, Austin WWS, yeah, and you get an offer from New Japan for Austin. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. We got two different contracts. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And this is for the Hardy Boys, this is for the Nasty Boys. We were gonna be there way before the next. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we were. That's what that's why we were working six nights a week in North Carolina. Wow. Yeah, they were getting us ready, preparing us. You know, and I got to train other people. But it was it was it was an experience, put it that way, you know, like yeah. six nights a week going on the road with the guys. It's uh it's it's different than the regular nine to five job. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. definitely. I can't I can't do a nine to five job, but I'll be straight up with you, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You need more action. You, you can't do nine to five. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you pay about a minute, not by an hour. Yeah, that's right. That's why I stopped teaching. So, so Gary, I want to ask you. I want to ask you about um, a question about your time in ECW. You had you had a, a a little program with with the Tasmaniac that you know that was pretty big, and not many people know the Tasmaniac was actually Taz. So, what was it like wrestling Taz at that time in in his career? Uh, it was it was good. It was cool. I knew they were going to do that with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I knew when I first got there, I seen they had the Tasmaniac. I was just thinking, I know they're going to put pitbull. <laughs> that sells, man. The pitbull. The, the, like, the pitbull like, versus that, the Tasmaniac. That was my first. That was my first angle. You know what I mean? To get really, like, get going. Like, mm-hmm. where the way he got me in position to win the TV title. And I tapped him out and I won the strap. So it was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't wait against Taz. I mean, I knew it was happening. I mean, it was crazy. It was funny because look at the old shit. Taz would eat out the seltzer and shit. Taz would <laughs> Phony like, we should reverse it. I should like that. Yeah, I <laughs> did. Intimidation, you know? right? Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty easy to work with, and like I said, he put me over. Every night we worked together, he nice. had to put me over every night once he trained in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was suplexing motherfuckers back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he the human suplex machine, man. He was... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good... He was good at to one point, man, where when he kept hitting me with this one suplex, and I remember it was uh, TV tape, and I was like, oh, man, all right, I'll take it, you know. <laughs> I'll do and it. And finally, I, yeah, then I changed my mind. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just fuck it. I said, yo, bro, man. And he was like, what's up? I said, look, look, I'm letting you fucking, I'm, I'm jumping for you. I'm giving you my, I'm giving you my body, man. You're not getting me completely over. Yeah. And you can see some of the suplexes he gives you. He, 
you don't get your arms all the way. Yeah, no. And the one that he gives you when he hooks your one arm, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, I forget which one that is. Yeah, the head and arm tasplex. Yeah, that was that was his finish. That yeah. was his finish until this night. I'm not bullshitting you, man. <laughs> I told him straight up, no fucking way are you getting with that suplex again. So I'm tired of using my forearms to protect you from breaking my neck. Yeah, that's wow. not, not gonna happen. And I was dead serious, man, and he knew I was serious. I, I don't I, really talk about that. I love it how I love it how you're changing his finisher and you're telling him exactly what to do. <laughs> you don't see that. I never heard no, of that no, happen no, in I the just, business. I, I'm not gonna I can't take it now. I can't take it yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I've already hit it. Like you've already hit me six times this week with it. Oof. Like I'm not. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna fucking happen. To be changed it eventually. To that's how the Taz. This is later on when he became Taz. Yeah. Mm. I, I've had two programs with him. Yes. Once when he was Tasmaniac, like I said, he had put me over the whole fucking the whole fucking circuit. Yeah. He had every single night. Like when I was with him, and he was called Taz, that was different. Yeah, yeah. He was hitting everybody with this crazy suplex. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he was telling me on my head. And I remember we, we were all lined up, and Paul was just like, all right, here's the finishes, blah, 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 blah. Pit Taz over Pitbull, same, same, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> because I was making a point, like, no. Yeah. I'm not fucking taking it no more. I said, listen. Come up with a different fucking finish, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went through that, you know what I mean? And it was cool after that. Like, and he changed the direction of the mission home. So, yeah. that's, no, that's no bullshit, bro. I mean, that actually happened, man. Yeah. Wow. Good. You, you helped him along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Let him know what's up. Yeah. So, yeah, when you break, you, listen, when you break your neck, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's different. Exactly. Yeah, I'm saying. So, you're talking about, uh, wrestling Taz early in your career now also early in your career you had an opportunity to become the ECW TV champion mm-hmm. now you went over on JT Smith now who how did that uh, program come about and what did you know that you were going to be put like you know in the TV belt like at that time or was it like a shock to you that they were going to put a strap on you uh, we had our normal shows that weekend and I remember he said I want you to come up to New York some promos. So I took a ride up to New York to cut promos by myself at the time. Anthony was still in Germany. So I, I came up and he's like, all right, and JT was there. And he's like, okay, he's the champ. And JT hurt his, hurt his ankle. Like yeah. He had to get surgery or something. So he's like, listen, you know, he's like, because the last time I, I wrestled and lost was against Hawk. Okay. Oh, he wow. told me, yeah, he told me, this is the last favor I'm going to ask from you. I said, <laughs> okay, that's no problem. So the next thing I know, he's like, uh, I want to make you the your TV champion. I'm like, what? That's awesome. And he's like, I want to put the TV belt on you. And I'm like, dude, that's 20 minutes of the show on television. I like that's gonna be about me. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, you got to cut your pro. I was like, I was like, no fucking way, dude. Uh, <laughs> and he couldn't believe it. I said, no, nope, I'm a tag team. I said, I'm not a single wrestler. Yeah. I'm a tag team. And he's like, listen, your tag team board is out here. When he gets here, 
I will hire him and then you have your tag team. I was like, yeah. and he's like, come on, we need you to do this for me. I need you to do this for me. I said, then who are you thinking of me going with? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, Taz, Tasmaniac. We're going to do Tasmaniac. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right. And then I got one more guy. You know, I was like, ho, oh, oh. ho. And he's like, Mikey Whitbrook. Oh, that, that'll be time. It has to be the right time, he goes. It has to be the right time. I said, all right. I said, I have no problem with that. Because Paul is smart, man. He, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Well, I was, yeah, I I wanted, just, we were going to ask you that about Paul. Like the, he was in, when I told him no, he was in shock, man. Yeah. He was in shock. <laughs> you know, and of course, you know, you lost you me more money. And I took it and I said, okay, no problem. He goes, like, I want you to go in there and I want you to cut a promo that's going to blow my mind. Because like, he's never heard me do a promo. Yeah. So I went in there and I cut a fucking English promo. <laughs> they have it on Kenny Bits one. that program with the tv belt you know you get your partner your pit bulls you got one and two there you guys are dominating and now you're linked up with raven and stevie richards for the tag belts let's talk about that program a little bit between you guys well i get stevie and raven for the belts yeah oh okay uh it was it was good working with uh raven because uh Raven would come up with some great shit. You know oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I was with Raven, but I'm not, not going to lie to you. Fucking, so 12 o'clock in the afternoon, so I don't know, probably 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 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 so, you know what I mean? So, but but anyway, I've seen what he used to do. He was great napkins. We'll be at a club and he'll say, I have an idea. I'll write down a napkin put it in his pocket. Yeah. And he'll remember it and use that in his fucking quote the rave and never more. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? He would do that shit. So right. he had a great idea. And Ray Stevie was very easy to work with. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, they, they had us going against them, then they had us uh, 
and joining them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They had the belts. I mean, we did so much stuff. I mean, we held the belts. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times we've held the belts since it was Tri-State Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. We held belts. Okay, so we've had, if it comes down to saying who had the most belts in ECW history, uh, we're we're very up there high. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Okay. That is all history-wise. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that you had that, um, it was a two out of three falls match, and that's how you guys won the belts. And then afterwards, you guys, like, had a match, and then you got linked up with the flock. Now, did you like working against Stevie and Raven more, or did you like teaming with Stevie and Raven better? It was a great wrestling match. Yeah. Yeah, that match, I still to this day, I watch that match every once in a while. I see it or something like that. Yeah. I can't believe that I was able to remember everything that happened. There. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the wrestled her. I, that match, I had a torn, I tore my tricep the night before that match. yourself in the business yeah right. you, can't, you can't work if you're yeah. really hurt yeah. obviously yeah. Yeah. can't make I mean, money when you're you hurt you want me to do this kind of style of wrestling so you gotta give you mean you gotta expect injuries Shit's yeah. Gonna yeah. Happen. absolutely it's part of the business <laughs> so i uh gary what i want to ask is you know you talk about paul Heyman before in cutting promos and you know you hear stories about you know in, in his in his mom's house in his basement you know she would iron the she would iron the wrestlers' outfits, and they would cut promos downstairs in the basement. Like, do you have memories of that? And like, what was what was Paul Heyman like? I mean, behind the scenes, and you know, you know, pulling the strings in ECW. Uh, he was pretty. I mean, I was with him a couple times at the production studio in New York. It was right around the corner. John's name was, and another guy. They had their own little studio right outside, right in their house. And Dreamer was, Tommy Dreamer was always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paul was there, and he was just like, I, I want you guys to come up. We're, gonna, we're really going to put a big music. So they did like a, like a seven, eight minute fucking thing with us training in the gym and just acting all crazy and being in the steam room and cutting a promo. Yeah. And then having that junk yard, smashing cars and like, that's when he started really pushing us and he put us out there as the pit bulls. Like now, and we had that, we had that position. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Every single fucking tag team that came through that door, every tag team 
had it come against us, and yeah. they did the job. That's awesome. And, and, and yeah. it was no the standard. Nobody gave us problems, but you know, look, what am, you know, but we did what we had to do because you know, I'm five nine, my partner's five ten, we're wrestling the Blues Brothers are five seven and five eight, <laughs> and and we had great matches. People believed what they saw, and that's what all that matters, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So, on top of it, after, like, all these feuds happen, then you get linked up with Shane Douglas. Yeah. And during that feud, there was a situation where he hits you with that single-arm DDT and breaks your neck. Now, can you go a little bit of insight on, like, how this unfortunate situation kind of came about? I, I happened to blow my bicep. Yeah. And so we're going on around seven weeks in already. And seven weeks out of my bicep. So Paul was like, okay, I got Anthony. Anthony's still to work. So I want to give him a push right now because Rick Rude's here. And yeah. we got to do something with Rick Rude and blah, blah, blah. So next thing you know, they're like, okay, we're going to put the belt on Anthony for the TV title. Yeah. Which is a great idea. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he had that match. It was. Him versus Shane Douglas, Two Cold Scorpio, and Chris Jericho. And oh. Anthony went in there with the strap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that match alone was fucking unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. And, I remember that you know, match. It was cool. You know, it was cool. So, you know, finally, you know, Paul was like, look, I, I got to do something else to give Shane Douglas more heat, more heat. So I'm gonna have him. I'm gonna have him work, Anthony. And toward the end of the match, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Francine interfere, and there's a fuck finish where he fucked Anthony with some powder in his eyes that came from Francine. Yeah. So she she was throw it. She threw it in, and I I think I came in and I got he that's when he DDT and I think that's why I got hurt. But yeah. That. But. I think she took off her skirt and put the other skirt on. And, <laughs> that was the switch for Francine, yeah. Yeah, and I think we even super bombed her one night in the table. Mm -hmm. I forget if that was before. Well, yeah, it was before yeah. I broke my neck. So, and that, was, that, was, that was cool for us because we, we were still on five right there. To ever be the first time to put a girl the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget but, that uh, spot. That was pretty... She, hey, kudos to Francine for taking oh, for that. taking that, you absolutely. Guys, you guys lit her up. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah, Francine had some walls taken. She's I'm a champ, man. Francine was always awesome. Yeah. She definitely, uh, she busted her ass for the company. You know, she took a lot of shit yeah. that she didn't need to, but she did. And she always got everybody over. But that's why it was awesome having Francine, because no matter who she linked up with, she automatically, that team is like super over, mm -hmm. or that group is super over. So, oh, yeah. Well, she was with us first. I mean, I yeah, remember yeah. she had no clue, and, you know, mm -hmm. Paul was like, I don't want her to be with you guys. And yeah. She hated it because I'm like, look, you gotta, this is how you have to dress. Yeah. She didn't want to, she hated actually how to dress. <laughs> you know, like, like we were trying to portray, yeah, we're pit bulls, but we're also SM motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I want you to be real slutty and black leather and. Look, you know what I mean? That's what we wanted. That's what I wanted at the time. And uh, it, it taught her how to work with a tag team, which 
Yeah. Managers are a lot more busy working with a tag team than they are with a you know regular guy. Absolutely, it's double the work. Oh yeah, double the work. You're gonna you know, you're putting two people yeah. over at the same time. So she picked it up quick. Yeah. You know, she picked it up quick, and she you know, they, you know eventually you know you get to that point where she trusts us enough, and you know she wasn't happy about going to the table. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> she, she was pretty much crying, but. Yeah, exactly. You guys are pros, and she yeah. took it like a champ. So. We'll take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you got that situation. You break your neck. Um, you know, that, that spot happens. Then you get put in a halo. Now, yeah. whose idea was it <laughs> to have Shane Douglas just shake that goddamn halo around your neck? Something out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough that he broke my neck and I'm wearing a halo and he's cutting combos and he's insulting me. Like how much, like how much more can we give him to really lose their shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like uh, that. Uh, I think I told him. He told him the mastermind with that. Yeah. That would make sense. As soon as he go, as soon as he said it, me and Shane looked at each other, and at the time I still had the Halo on. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Let me try it now." Like, "No, motherfucker, you gotta leave. I gotta get taken off." <laughs> so I remember I got taken off, and that week I had between me and him thinking we had it set up perfect. Where we started talking, we were like, you know. One, two, three, four, five. I'm gonna let you go. You know what I mean? And you figure out how you're gonna fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, do I take a regular bump? If I took a regular bump, that would have killed it. Oh, that would have oh, yeah. killed it. Everybody would have shit on it. Yeah. They would have been like, this is a fucking work. Yeah. You know, when I took that bump, I still had my hand in my pocket, mm-hmm. my left arm, because I said it was paralyzed. And. I had to take that bump with that contraption on, yeah. and my head was locked in that motherfucker. Yeah. It was locked. <laughs> I, I had pads in there, but it was locked in. So I took one knee to the ground, and I think I rolled. That's yeah. how I took the bump. I mean, I mean, it looked legit. Yeah. Like, for real. You know what I mean? Like, people jump the guardrail, man, so that's how good it looked. Wow. Oh, that's the, art of the, art, the art of the cell, man. Do you want to talk about yeah. that, that moment? I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen podcasts where Shane Douglas and Perry Sand and PJ were actually talking about that particular match. Yeah. And you know, that match made Shane Douglas by his throwing me down. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Super, that made him the super, super villain, you know? Yeah. Total heel heat. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was, they wanted to kill Shane Douglas. Like they absolutely oh wanted to God. kill Shane that day. It was out of control. Well, and then you both, know, the, both guys got over. Yeah, exactly. with, with that doing it the right way, you guys both got over. No yeah. matter who went over, you both went got over. Yeah. yeah, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. But like you know, you you were talking about the fans jumping the guardrails. Like ECW had some pretty crazy fans. So like, you got any good stories about any crazy fans during your time in ECW? Like any any good stories about that or? What was it like working in front of like that 
you know, very intense fan base. What were An they atmosphere. like? Uh, they were, what happened was they became smart marks. That's funny. Jeff talked Jeff about, Jeff just talked about that. that about I half an hour ECW ago. Before we called you. Yeah, he was just smarts. talking about that. Yeah. We're not going to fool you. Yeah. In other words, they're telling us, you're saying you're extreme, do something that nobody else is doing. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, and no bullshit. Like, they were smart. Yeah. Because if you fucked up in that building, that whole place is like, you fucked up. Y'all turned <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> some of the, your uh, favorite people to step into the ring with? Who would you have like the best chemistry with in the ring? Oh, I worked just in Liger for 45 minute matches, at least eight of them in one tour. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, I mean, in that same tour, I wrestled Chono, Master Saito, Honda, uh, Guy, Tiger Jet Singh, uh, Senior. I mean, I got the well, I was very, very fortunate to be going to say we got in Japan young, man. I remember my first American tour, guys, it was Pitbulls, Samoan SWAT team, routes, Yokozuna, and Sammy, Killer Bees, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Vader. God. I mean, this is our bus. The hell of a tour. That's, that's a, man. That's a, that's what a, a tour. What a tour. That's, yeah, a, lot, I'm like, that's a lot of man right there, man. too. Like, I'm looking around, and I'm just like, this is our first time in Japan. I'm like, oh my God, look at these fucking people. You know, I'm going to put 35,000 people every night. You know, so you get to the dome, and next thing you know, I'm against hot. I'm going against Master Saito. Yeah. I mean, he's a silver medalist. You know what I mean? Honda. He's another silver medalist in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I had a shoot fight. I remember they came in my room and told me before the match, they're like, you're doing a three-way. 
But we're going to eventually, it's going to be you and this particular wrestler who's a 10-year Marine champion. And they're like, you're going to do three minutes against this motherfucker. And we want to see what you got. I just looked at him and I said, no problem. I said, I'm going to knock him the fuck out. <laughs> so I'm going to hit him with a right hand and I'm going to put him to fucking sleep. I said, I am not even concerned. And Vader came back and he's like, no, man, no strikes. I'm like, what do you mean no strikes? He goes, he's a Marines wrestling champion. So they want to see if you can, well, how can you wrestle with him? And I was just like, holy shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not even that, I'm like a good ass piece of wrestling, but I'm not in that category, I'm not even close. So I remember we were sweating already, we were already working, and it just so happens to be me and him. I remember the referee turned around and looked at the doctor's eye, and they go, one, they hit the bell. And they wanted to see, you know, I guess they wanted to see what I had. And he, he came at me and shot all me on my legs. I sprawled out perfectly. Yeah. So he couldn't grab my legs and he hooked my neck. And he put me in that uh, guillotine where he rolled. Oh. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I grabbed his fucking uh, arm with my right arm and I just went over connected. So he was spinning. He, he, he went, that ring was about 22 feet. So we yeah. went completely across the ring rolling. And luckily, I knew what I was doing, so I held on real quick. <clears throat> we got to the other side where the ropes were, and as soon as I felt the ropes hit me, I remember trying to start pulling my head out. And since I had long hair at the time, and we were sweating, it was easy. My head popped out, I fell back, I hooked him into a guillotine, ankle lock, and I fucking squeezed so hard that his tape, that tape his ankles popped. Oh, and I swear I gave, I gave it everything I had, man. I remember right there and then the bell rang. Wow. And I just got up and I remember being like that way. I had snot coming out. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Went right across and they were like, you did good, you did good, you know. Scorpio and Vader were like, you did good, you did good. It was good, it was good. And I'm like, well, who won? He's like, well, he didn't beat you.
especially when they when they, when they, when they, when they put first of all, Bama and Vader hated each other. Really? Why? Oh. I guess because. I guess because they're both big men, and you know what I mean. They're, they're all fighting big for that spot. Yeah, yeah like, the, who's the, the best? Who's the best big man? Well, who's the, who's the most agile they put, big guy? Put them two together and make them a tag team. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> who's gonna beat those? But then they ended up changing. Like I said, we we ended up working Hasei and Sasaki for the belts. And so sixty five thousand at the Tokyo Dome. Wow. And we were young as shit, and. Even though I was hurt, I still wrestled the match. Because yeah. all we did was cut the, we cut the ring off. Totally. And we did spots outside, we did spots inside. We put 15 minutes in, and we controlled that match. And then we lost, of course. Yeah, but yeah. it was just the experience alone. Because, I mean, I remember getting by, I called the black cat. I was like, man, look, my blue light was fucking quadriceps, okay? Slow him finally down. I'm doing TV tonight. They, they didn't send me home when I got hurt. Yeah. They kept me on tour. So, because they still wanted me to, you know, learn what the fuck I told them. I said, I'll get my knee fixed and come back. So, they, they kept me on tour. Master said, he could like, he said, stay. Normally, I would send you home. He goes, but I'd rather your legs heal up here in, in a couple more weeks instead of going back. You know, then when you do go home, you're all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I mean, you don't want to risk blood yeah, clots so, either. So, yeah, it's so safe. the last night, I remember it's, it's, it's Pitbulls versus Hotsay Sasaki. And Black Cat, I saw Black Cat lock, like, make my leg straight. I was able to make my leg straight. I said, now lock it. Like, tape it, tape it so I can't bend it. Mm. So it has to be straight. So it was like a pig leg. And my quadricep was off. I remember we put on a great match, and the place went. I had people like asking for autographs, and I was real young. We were young as fuck, and we lost the match, but they still wanted an autograph. And they said in Japan, they're like, "Oh, you good fights, good fights. Sorry, you lose, but you fought like a man. You know, what I mean? not a pussy. <laughs> even though you lost, even if you lost the match there, you're still you still earn their respect. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is there. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I tell everybody, I, I tell everybody I know that's in the business that if they were working for WWF and they get fired and they have a bad experience, I mean, <laughs> the first thing that I look and see are they Japan material. Yeah. Right? Number two, can they do it? Yeah. Number three, do they have the look? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. There you go. That's what you do. So I remember telling somebody, uh, one of the good, the good brothers, Luke's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yep, Gallows and Anderson, yeah. 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 I was going through hard times at the time. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was going to stay in a hotel. Yeah. And they just so happened to have an autograph signing at my hotel. So I was there. And I was at a table, and Luke Gallows was next to me. And he just got let go by Vince. And he was doing that, that gimmick where he was like a retard. Oh, Festus. And you yeah. ring the bell, and then he becomes an animal, and he kills the people. Yeah. 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 So they didn't know what to do with him. You know what I'm saying? So I remember him there, and he was a little depressed and shit. And I didn't even want to tell him, you know, that I'm living in a hotel. Because at the time, I had a place, and they kicked my name and my old lady out. Yeah. It was when the uh, housing crisis happened. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like 2000. This is 08, 09. Yeah. 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 I had a half a million dollar condo, man. They locked me out of the joint. Oof. Next thing you know, I'm staying at the Ramada trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing this. And I remember him, like, he was fucking, like, pretty upset about the whole situation. And I'm like, listen, bro. Fuck them. <laughs> look what they do. So look at the size of you. You're 300 fucking pounds. Back there. I said, you're a fucking monster. And he was Good young as hell, too. He was, he was very young, too. Yeah, Nobody realized young, it. Dude, he was maybe 26 years old. Yeah. He was, he was young as shit. I said, bro, go to fucking Japan. Yeah. Be the next day in fucking Hanson. Get some fucking tights. I said, I got a cowboy hat. I said, get your fucking ass down there and just start fucking people up. Yeah. I said, don't even, there's no question about it. You know what I mean? I said, if you can't do a gimmick, let's get a manager and have a manager come with you. Yeah. I remember working with him. I worked with him right after he left WWE for the second time when he was with the Straight Edge Society. Mm -hmm. Like, he he got let go and everything like that, and he was with Uh, us working shows, and then, uh, which he's one of the funniest dudes I ever met. Like, Gallo's genuinely one of the best dudes. Yeah. But he was going with... uh, he went with, uh, what the hell is it, uh, Udi. Remember him, the great Udi? And uh, he went to do a tour in Nigeria. So that's... Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nah, I, I just remember, like I said, I, like I said, I had a little rough patch after, like I said. Yeah. I told him, shit, I'm doing Japan. I just seen him at, at WrestleMania. We were doing a oh, nice. wrestling together. And Knox was right next to me, and mm-hmm. Knox is fucking great, man. He's a funny motherfucker. Yeah, he's good people, too. And, yeah, yeah, he's, and, uh, he's fucking, uh, Gallo and Anderson was up, up top, or, like, on, like, the stage, I had, like, yeah. one little stage area there. And I remember he saw we were vaping, and he's, like, I was counting my chips, I see a battle of chips, and I went up to him, like, Motherfucker, I said, look at you now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling, bro. I said, this is what you want, man. You got Impact, you got AEW, you got Japan. Mm-hmm. I said, this is what you fucking want, man. Yeah. I said, I'm telling you, you want to be home more. You don't want to be fucking on the road all the time. Yeah. I said, how old are you now? He's like 37. I went, what? Damn. That's when I realized how young he was when he was doing that other gimmick. I, it's yeah. wild. That was, that was such a bad gimmick. That was such a bad I gimmick. 30, yeah, I said, 37. I said, dude, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at this age right now. Yeah. I said, you were in the fucking zone. I said, save your fucking money, man. God bless you. Yeah. So who else do you uh, keep in touch with? Uh, you know, you just mentioned that you keep in touch with uh, Gallows right now. Who else uh, do you talk to? Anybody else from ECW? You, you guys all get together? I talked to Fonny almost every other day because he lives <laughs> like 20 minutes away from me. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, Sandy hits me up every once in a while to see each other. I'm real tight with New Jack. He always, we always hit each other up. Like that, make sure nice. Yeah, we got him coming uh, on the show okay. also June 29th. Yeah, we're interviewing New Jack in, at the end of June. 
Yeah, Any words of advice? Yeah, well, I'm actually, I'll be in my LAX with him uh, May 23rd. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, what, uh, what else you got going on, Gary? You got anything that you want to pitch? Any shows coming up? Uh, right now, yeah, right now I've just been doing signing, autograph signing, stuff like that. That's awesome. I guess we're waiting for this COVID stuff to get over with. Yeah. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, see what happens from there, you know what I mean? Cool. Uh, I have no problem. Uh, like I said, I'm doing a white signing in Los Angeles. It's pretty cool with New Jack. And we both were at XPW and ECW. So I'm, I, I'm really thinking there's going to be a great turnout. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, Gary, listen, we, we really appreciate you coming on uh, Sons of Flip Radio. Um, you know, uh, we really it's really cool to hear your perspective of working ECW and in your time in Japan. So, you know, we, uh, we really thank you for that, and we appreciate it. So thank you. No problem, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys keep the business where it's at. So. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks a lot, brother. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you, it, Gary. Gary. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. You guys take it easy, and thank you. Take, right, care. take thank care. Thank you. Thanks. Wow, that's probably my favorite uh, interview. That was awesome. That was date, um, that was ECW former television and tag champion Pitbull Gary Wolf. We could have just let him keep going. Yeah. Like, I was so interested. Yeah. Uh, everything he was talking was just the who's who of people. He just dropped names. Okay. He wasn't even trying to drop names, but this is the guy. <laughs> it's this reality. is what he was doing. Yeah. And who he worked with. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, and my tag partner was in a fatal four-way with like, you know, Scorpio Jericho. and Jericho, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, Jericho, like, yeah. <laughs> come right. on, Holy man. Like, yeah. Gary had a really awesome career. I remember watching, it was, when I was watching ECW, it was unfortunately like the tail end of when he was there, but it was still like, I remember like going back and seeing the old tapes, because I was like a big tape trader. Like, mm. oh, yeah. 13 years old doing freaking tape trades online. Like, oh, so this, <laughs> this is where, he, been horrible. Uh, well, this is where you get it from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I remember seeing, like, all those old matches your, that your he had. Your new gimmick, like, whenever you do jump back in the ring, and hopefully Tom and I can watch yeah. that. we got to be our managers. Oh, of course. Yeah, we got to figure out what to wear, <laughs> but you got to be, like, the collector. And you got to look like that's the collector what I from... Uh, oh, <laughs> that's what I hashtag every single thing that I post on Instagram. I've always hashtag the collector. And you should look like the collector from... Yeah. Um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. You gotta, yeah. you gotta come back in, man. Come, get back in, start wrestling. We'll come. Were you we'll, a boots we'll, guy, by we'll, the way? We'll Did be you your, wear boots? we'll be your fucking, we'll be your managers. My you know boots I mean? are technically Balls Mahoney event worn boots because he would <laughs> steal my boots all the time. So, okay. it's like so I'm we, taking your shit. The only time he didn't wear my boots is when we were working each other. Because he could. Right. Our gimmick would be dropping an episode on the way to the ring. There yes. you go. Here's, yes. here's, a, here's a 30-second episode, you know what I mean? Like Max Caster coming out, like, you know, rapping and said we're going to uh, be podcasting yes. to the ring. There you Gosh. go. You know, and, and you bring up the AEW again because it, it's really getting me going because, like, I missed the last two weeks of AEW, and, and I look back on it, Doesn't and it's like, like did, did I really yeah, miss, did I really miss much? much? The only thing I mean, that you missed, with WWE. they shoehorned oh, Mike God. Tyson in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was last week. They shoehorned Tyson because of AEW yeah. switching to Tuesdays. Well, apparently, they did, like, 1.3 million people, right, but, like, okay, you're going to do that because you have no other competition. Yeah. No competition and it was the week of WrestleMania. So everybody's watching wrestling mm-hmm. regardless. Yes. So you're so gonna you're like, gonna see those numbers drop to like eight hundred thousand maybe. Which is right in the I still mean, see them sticking around a million. You do? Yeah. I mean I, I, I think 
the we'll see. Product, I mean, week to week, you know. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing, though. People are going to watch for the anticipation of Samoa Joe. The anticipation yeah. of yeah. maybe Peyton Royce but or Cassie Lee, whatever. Months. Yeah, he's still got three months. So, yeah. I mean, you know, people are going to watch for that reason. And, and we'll see them start to tease stuff as oh, yeah. things are yeah. finalized. And What's then that, that two and a half approaches. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So, so, as we talk about the, the dumpster fire known as AEW, because it has been a dumpster fire. Not, not so, you know, coming close in the rearview mirror is WWE. Oh, yeah. When not we say Smackdown. dumpster fire 1A. One B. Okay. And, well, uh, oh yeah. O-1-C. Not SmackDown, but definitely Raw. Okay. SmackDown Last wasn't the was greatest, whatever, but they they've been hitting a high. You know, every once in a while, you it's an approach they never done before. It's still an bit. interesting show. It is, Absolutely. but I mean, like, it look, hasn't been this like SmackDown hasn't been this good since they had Eddie Guerrero, JBL, and like all those. What was guys the SmackDown together. Six or what, what? What was their moniker? The SmackDown whatever. Yeah, you know, like, those yeah. group those of guys who were there who ran it pretty much. Yeah, they killed yeah. it. At that that time. killed Smack. That that was the peak of SmackDown. Oh, but like, that's like what's that's going what on fist. right now. I yeah. think the thing that people are bitching about, and you know, maybe I'm one of them, or maybe you guys are the same, is that nobody debuted. Yep, that's the thing that everyone's talking about. You know, because think about it. You think have about, think about the mania. Three shows now. Yeah, you, you know, somebody always debuted. Whether it was somebody at, like the even the fucking Ascension debuted after <laughs> WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like God, when you say the Ascension, you know what yeah. taste comes in my mouth when you uh, brush your teeth and then drink orange juice. Yeah. That's the Ascension. You there was no debuts. Nothing. Nothing. So then, the only thing we got this week was empty storylines. Uh, uh, Mace and oh, T-Bar got, took their yeah, rounds. Oh, so yeah, Dominic yeah. Dijakovic and Dio Madden. Yeah, yeah but they're right. still fucking still Mason. T-Bar. Yeah, and 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 then Ver calling the baseball game known as Monday Night Raw I'm still, again. I'm don't still sticking with. T-Bag. Don't get me started. I oh my god, I that guy, guy is horrible. He's calling Guy's moves atrocious. the wrong moves. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I hate that. He's, guy. Guy. He's going on the wall quick. Yeah, you get rid of Samoa Joe. You move. You move. Although Pat McAfee was pretty good. I enjoyed oh, Pat McAfee, yeah, and Smackdown. he wasn't wearing he shorts, so that was nice. Yeah, he, because he probably got in trouble. Let he did. Vince probably got him. I, yeah, Cole I like called Pat him out McAfee. of that. Scumbag mm-hmm. Michael Cole called Fuck him out Michael of that. Cole. Exactly. So Pat McAfee's on SmackDown, which is smart because Corey Graves should be with the guy that knows nothing about professional wrestling. But you know what? They need to turn Pat McAfee's mic up because I couldn't really hear him last week. Because he was talking through certain things, which I wanted to hear because he was just probably interjecting as not as a – a personality, but more so as him or watching just, it, or just turn Cole's microphone down, no, either or, or off. <laughs> you, know, or either off. Or. you could actually you know turn it off. Probably pantomime all the time cues and stuff, and we would still know it. Put him back in a coal about. mine and like push it off the cliff. The coal mine. And, like, so, we'll be right. yeah, and then if you really think about it, until um, that uh, uh, unanimous there were a, uh, anonymous Raw GM uh, comes up again, there were a lot of people missing from WrestleMania on Raw and SmackDown too. Like Sheamus just came back yesterday. Where was he the first week? Yes, you know what I mean. Have we have we seen AJ Styles? No, no, or almost no. The tag champs. Two not weeks. even on show. Two, two weeks, weeks in a row. row. Two weeks in a row. Instead, you have the same match. I mean, I understand Eric and I are the Viking Raiders getting that match after Mania, which is well two deserved. weeks in a row. Same, the same match. Same match. Two the weeks same in a row. match. Yeah, that's yeah. Dumb. same result. Same Who result? booked this crap? Yeah, right, I think. Yeah, Viking think so. Raiders won both matches. Yeah. That means that you're just propelling. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander down the line of, of fucking the miserable tag team division, which only sits at four tag teams. So with it, including the Viking, inc- Raiders. Including the Viking Raiders, there's only four tag teams now, right? Wow. Yeah, there's four tag teams. 
Yeah. You got you got the new okay, the new day skit was kinda of funny when he's playing the Stone Cold Steve Austin music on the That bass. was pretty good. That was that pretty was funny. funny. That was that was funny. funny. And then he said stomping a mud hole or whatever, that was funny. But and then Elias what? wins? Elias yeah, wins I, I, over over a former WWF champion? And, and Come first on. of all, horrendous. let's who go back this crap? to all the people who got released. Jackson Riker, that racist piece yeah. of shit, is still there. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy still got a Lana's job? Lana's still there? That racist piece of shit still has a job. And freaking Velveteen Dream, the freaking kitty diddler, oh, he's been, still yeah, has he's a fucking job. He's been on TV. Those two scumbags have jobs, yet you let go people like Chelsea Green, who could have been fine. I think she was um, going to be so good. She, I, was, she I, was supposed to be Charlotte Flair's protege. Yeah. That was a storyline that, that that they wanted for her. And they, when and she then came she back, hurt when she, she did get her. hurt. You know, she broke her wrist. That's actually one of the problems. I mean, well, uh, that you know the what? iconics we spoke about that. The conversation yeah. that we just had with Gary, all the injuries that he's had, he, he had. He was like, back. "Oh, I had this, yeah. and I had that." It's like I tore my tricep. I'm like, what? Yeah, I yeah. stubbed my toe. I don't, and I try not to go to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. You fucking do that Halo spot. That was amazing. Yeah, it was good. Like I, I always yeah. go back and watch it. I'm like, this shit was ridiculous. Was he still? I, you know, I wanted to ask if he was still hurt, or he was healed up and still using it as the gimmick. Oh yeah, true. That's what I wanted to ask. There's, yeah. there's a lot of shoot interviews on that um, yeah. situation. A lot on of shoots. YouTube oh. about like about like Shane Douglas talks about it and Gary talks about it. You can look it on, on YouTube. It's kind of crazy. But, I guess I'll get my answer that way. Yeah, but I mean, like the product. Right now, and again, like Bobby Lashley was he? Pause. He wasn't even there. Yeah, no like, mention of him. You, 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 okay. This is what I'm nervous about now. I think the only reason why the Bobby Lashley got the win at Mania because over Drew uh-huh. is because yep. they're setting up Lashley against uh, Lesnar. Oh. No, they're gonna. Set, I think they're setting Lashley up Lesnar at SummerSlam, and they want Lashley to go over on Drew. Now, now they're I'm playing. Fine. I'm fine with that. They're playing the sympathy card on Drew McIntyre right now. They really are. They he's are. Get, he's getting jumped by fucking ex ex retribution guys. Teabag and Teabag and <laughs> what's his Mace Mace. Yeah, Nut, you know Teabag and Nutmeg. Yeah. <laughs> so like he he's getting jumped by these guys and like you know do do they want the fans to feel bad for him because. He's getting beat up. Yeah, He's two on one match. Like, come on! And then Braun Strowman comes out. Like, come on! That wasn't yeah. supposed to. He wasn't supposed to be in that. There's match. nobody else. He was supposed to wrestle. Uh, Randy, Randy Orton. Yeah. So what happened with that? I don't know. Randy got hurt too. He did. He did get hurt. He hurt a shoulder. You could see it. The same shoulder that he hurt um, against Often. Triple H like ten years ago. He was supposed to take time off. Clavicle, anyway, but uh, he hurt himself again. Yeah. That match with Riddle was pretty good. It was, and Riddle went over. I'm surprised Riddle went over. That, Riddle's been kind of funny recently. He was very funny yesterday. Somebody must like him for... so. RK, that, bro. That's kind of funny. That was. I, I did pop for that. Vince must like him because they said Vince was late. Oh, yeah, right. You hate him. Oh, go <laughs> ahead. No, come on, Jeff. <laughs> I turned my mic off. Turn the mic off. So Vince m- must really like Riddle and uh, to, to Jeff's sustain because Vince was super late for the show change what the match was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Orton versus Strowman to what we've seen. First and then time the ever. Was first time ever. Yeah. And then he went over on Randy. So, so something, you know, looking from the outside. I mean, in, I don't, think, Rid- I don't think Riddle's going to be a world champion, but I mean. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised. They oh, I, come on. Nothing, really? su- nothing surprises me, right, Nothing Jeff? surprises me. Yeah. 
I am very two uh, pe- two people on yesterday's show that you absolutely love got some shine last night. Damian, Damian Priest. Priest. Come on, Fucking. come on. Um, he's speaking Spanish. For me, I need representation. He's not good. I mean, that um, was fine. I mean, you know, but the, here's my problem that I have, and it's on SmackDown. As much as I love Cesaro, oh uh, yep. Holy shit! Was every commercial break you needed to show the UFO? Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what was that? It was literally every single commercial break, they would show the UFO. It was absolutely ridiculous. It made no garbage. Yeah, it's like they went from completely ignoring Cesaro to jamming him down your throat. It is a slippery <laughs> fucking slope, man. Right, he's got, he's got to get the slope. Roman Reigns treatment quick. So there's the thing with WWE: when they do something, they do it ad nauseum, and then you get tired of it, and you don't care to see it anymore. Don't jam it down our throats. We're not. Re- That's what she said. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to use the R word. We're not. Giggity, giggity. We we know what we're watching, yeah. and I don't yeah. care who's watching it, what age. You don't have to show it repetition, repetition. Yeah, no, I completely you know, agree with we you. We get it. It was a cool spot. It was a great spot. Like I would love to see it again, but showing it literally before every single commercial was nauseating. And they did the smart thing though. When he came out, he didn't say anything. He's not good at cutting promos. Yeah. No, he's not. But I did not like. <clears throat> excuse me. I did not like the way that went down. I felt like it was still a little bit awkward. I knew what they were trying it to was, do, I but agree. I think they could have done it a little bit better. Well, yeah. it's still not going to be him. Against he didn't Roman. need to grab the microphone, and that that was a long. That was like yeah. 10, 15 seconds. His suit looked yeah. like it was too big for him too. Anybody else notice that? Yeah. Well, it looked thing. like it was supposed to be a tearaway suit. Like, like he, he was supposed does, to rip it yeah. off. Yeah. Or used to do. Or used yeah. to do, yeah. I like yeah. that when he did that. And then there was a spot in the back where he's on the mic and was like, that son of a bitch. It was right the after that. It was right after that, that promo. Because really they cut the commercial and came yeah. back, and I think they did a, a thing with him in the back. You hear the ice cream man? I hear the ice cream man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what do we get? I'm getting the baseball mitt. Dude, no. Ice cream. Dude, oh, screwballs. Get... Screwballs. No, I mean, the best of the club. Obviously, the wrestling bars. Yeah, Please tell me you're not a wrestling have bar. Them. I have them they're downstairs. I have what? them at home. Oh, I mean the OG bar. Though. Oh yeah, they oh, don't the sell OG those bar anymore. was legit. Of course, that shit was legit. Like, the Undertaker, I remember, Macho I always Man, got Hulk stuck. Hogan. I always got uh, stuck Sergeant with fucking Slaughter. demolition. Remember, was it the demolition one? I never had a different one except demolition. Because he, <laughs> no, because <laughs> yeah, no, because remember, it's a funny story. I, I I live right around the school from Taunt, uh, Black from Taunton School. So me and my sister Lauren, who four years apart, we would walk to school together. And then we would come home, and then the ice cream truck would come at 3.30. So my fat ass, I was like second grade, would sprint down the road and try to catch the ice cream truck. I'd get a wrestling bar. That's the only time I'm sprinting. So yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean? Tom sprinting had to be a spectacle. That, that or when I would jump out of the pool when I was like 9, 10 years old, <laughs> sprint down the fucking block to get an give ice cream money, truck. I finally money. live in a neighborhood. So this is like brand yeah. new for me. Awesome. Like I hear the truck going by, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Are we live right now, by the way? Fucking uh, we'll do it yeah. ice cream bars. Yeah, no, up. we were. Uh, if Face anybody, if anybody caught us live on Instagram, Christine was videotaping our interview with Gary. And that was awesome. Yeah, but um, no, I mean it's gonna be interesting to to see where it goes. I mean, I don't have high expectations for SmackDown on Friday, nor nor on Raw on Monday. NXT is tonight. By the NXT way, NXT is tonight, and they advertise Kushida is having a match. They're having LA Knight against Dexter Loomis. So we we never gave any love to um, Stand and Deliver both nights of NXT during WrestleMania week, oh, and they dude. those were. Classics. I love Raquel. There's some great the way, matches. Yeah. Some great matches. Now we'll jump forward from that week to last week, and Kushida wins the belt off yeah. of uh, Escobar. And then instantly, I thought Escobar is going to get called up. 
well yeah I, I was i was confused i was like all right so i don't like jordan devlin i told you he looks like a grown-up peter dinklage <laughs> let that sink in because he's got a big ass fucking head mm-hmm. a big square fucking head he took the belt off of who did he take the belt off of and the, he's like a raper guy at, too at when worlds collide allegedly he took off a uh he took the belt off of um who devlin yeah yeah i forgot he won who the cruiserweight was. championship off of somebody yeah they had it for a long time though it doesn't matter he did yeah i just I'm but just anyway saying, yeah. it doesn't like, matter that, that's, how, that's how he kind of came in the All most right. important thing was Ciampa and Walter. Oh, yes. Oh. That was the most important thing of I wanted to all buy that. Weekend. I wanted to what buy that ringside exclusive Walter. Oh, I got Third, it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really back in good. stock. You should yeah, I see. And that's why I said it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Amazon is hitting these figures up like 17 bucks for Jerry Lawler right now if you want to buy him. Really? I yeah. uh, He's going to be doing a signing at the Jerry moment. Lawler, really $17 to... on Amazon right now. I should actually pick up a couple. You should. Yeah. Yeah. May 2nd, I, re- I want to go to that show and get mm-hmm. a bunch of figures signed. Where is to that? Sell. At the Brick Armory? <laughs> the Clarion Hotel. What is that? Oh, I was going to say, what is that? At the Yeshiva even wing like store up the street? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think he could be uh, 500 yards from a school. From a school, so. yeah. No, he's just, oh, the puppies. I just, I can't yeah. stand I can't. And then, of course, he hosts all the Hall of Fame. And then, and then he commentates a match at WrestleMania, but whatever. Yeah. You know, and I, I love what Jim Ross said. Jim Ross goes, I didn't watch a single frame of WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jim Ross, good old JR. Just, just, just keep calling Kenny Omega the WWE champion yeah. so, on live television. He's so bitter now. Oh, he is. He's yeah, he's a he, he became he's a, Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah. He's a grumpy get off my lawn guy now. Four out of ten. Yeah. That's and, it. and it's funny because, like, you see him in the middle and you think he's the main guy, but he's really not. No. No, he's not. Excalibur calls more of the action than is, Yeah. Yeah, because he 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 knows all the moves. Like he calls moves. It's like, a wrestler, right? Yeah, and then you have Tony Schiavone, who's like the the color guy, and Tony Schiavone's washed. Tony- I'm so sick of hearing him. It's Sting. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that shit wasn't cool thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, we got Tom. We got Tom. We got him. It's Sting. It's Sting. No, but um, I hate Sting. He, he's on my wall. You know, you know what I just realized, guys. Fuck that guy. Next week is the satchel. Wow. Satchel. Satchel. Well, Satchel. actually, guys, today's the um, the it's 20th Rob, of Rob April. Dam. Well, yeah, but I, I wasn't going to go there because I, I, I figured it was just yeah. way too obvious. But our anniversary, our one-year anniversary of the show. It is on a- on April 24th. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming four up. Four days. Uh, and four days will be the anniversary of one year of Sunset Flip Radio. In one year, we have done 55 episodes. Uh, we've had thousands and thousands of downloads. Um, we really appreciate you, the listener, following us, liking us, all of our stuff. We have the satchel. We get a little bit of uh, the gift back to you, the listener. So, I mean, it means a lot. You know, I never thought that we could do this, but we're doing it. And, you know, there's a lot more coming up, you know, social media and merchandise. And we're doing live shows and we're doing more interviews. And, you know, like I always said before, you know, a lot of podcasts, they stop what they're doing. Right. They just yeah. they 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 hit that wall and they're like, all right, fuck it. You know, we did 10 episodes. I'm bored. Right. We're not stopping anytime soon. So, I mean, if you want to jump on, if you want to jump on the train, there's a lot of space. Oh, yeah. Come on there's down, always room, you know, for the whole train. The <laughs> yeah. Braun Express. Or... The Braun Express. Yeah. That's such oh, a stupid God. train is better. Than that's such a stupid train. fucking intro. Like, like he needs to smoke. Like, come on. Like, you need, <laughs> like come on. 
Braun Strowman. He needs to come out with a train who, who's growing. Hat. He was growing his hair back. Now, They're gonna have you, ha- you know, that. just like they ha- uh, where it is. There I it moved is. him over there. He's oh, got. No. There's gonna be a Braun Strowman train. He's gonna look like Thomas the Tank Engine with his <laughs> yeah. face on the front. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> oh my god, I would so buy that. Yeah. So I mean, it, I, I mean, mean, I wouldn't, but. I mean, in a year, you know, we we transitioned our studio to to be what it is now, and what started off as one little a little table has grown into as this room where the we casting this room the casting, casting couch, couch and you know, in, a, we, in a pillow in we, a custom you know, we create, logo pillow. <laughs> we create great content that it's you, the listener, mm. yeah, that you, the listener, likes to enjoy. So you know, we really can't thank you enough for doing that. How many countries we hit? Oh, I mean, huge shout out to everybody in Albania, Turkey, Denmark. Egypt and India and Greece. Boom. Thank you for everybody listening to Sunset Flip Radio. And of course, everybody across the country, everywhere from California to actually one person in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And wow. uh, Texas and all on There's the East Coast. Island. Thank you. Um, we really can't thank you enough. And thank you to my wife, Christine, for doing the, the uh, Instagram lives all the time and taking pictures. Yeah, yeah she sits. Can you talk? She doesn't even something. sit Come on. on a chair. Jeff, like, Jeff, we give just her the totally disrespected her. Buddies, <laughs> wrestling buddies, <laughs> and so a it's Goldberg. Uh, but I think Tom used to beat the shit out thing. Of Tom, how do you feel that your wife is sitting on Ted DiBiase's put, face? Put, right the, now? put the podcast over. Right I now. mean, yeah, I mean, um, she's sitting on Ted DiBiase's face. Tom is am, the hundred dollar man. And what's hilarious is I'm actually cuddling the warrior, which is Fuck Tom's that guy. like least favorite of all time. Me and the warrior, and he's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on my face. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Don't betray me over there. He's heated. Yeah, and of course, like we really have to get the the Ultimate Warrior dark side of the ring. Oh, uh, we all. I, I knew know, you were going there. We all know the. Fucking oh, I can't story. wait. We all I know the fucking story because I think we're finally gonna know that he's a piece of shit. We all know the They're fucking story. We're finally gonna put it in public. You took steroids with Sting. You got big. You you only got the belt because Vince McMahon she saw you. You're shit. With Sting. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sting. You're 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 a piece of shit wrestler. You're a piece of shit fucking human being. You don't deserve Damn. shit in your wrestling career. Get and and you got a, and you got an award named after you with thousands of other people that work in the industry that should have that award. Whatever, right. but that's just that's just my hot take on the Ultimate Warrior. And your mother's a hoe. Yeah, and your mother's a hoe. <laughs> Fuck that. Oof. So make make sure you listen to us next week, where you, the listener, uh, determines what we talk about on the Wrestling Satchel Part Five. I don't know. Sting was the only listener, oh, and I God. guess he's not going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be um, making a post about that after this episode. So if you have any questions, maybe we'll come to you live on our one year anniversary. Yeah, we could. Just sat- so this idea. is a Tuesday, Saturday. so that'll be this Saturday. Sunset Flip Saturdays on Facebook Live will go because Instagram sucks. Yeah. Yeah, just hit me up later because I'll, I'll I have so much stuff you to do say for something, this baby Christine? shower. I love Instagram, but yeah, it's oh. weird the live now. It's weird, yeah. You were shaking your head, but to say something. No, you were just going off about the warrior. I thought you were going to go into like a new day, like. Ooh, she oh, she knows. Man, wow, she she poked ask, the bear a little ask bit. Ask Jeff about Christian, then you hear a great rant. But I I was um, just just it just popped in my huh? It popped in my mind. He gets a I shout out a here once game. a week, by the way. Uh-huh. I, I was pitching a perfect game. And there you and did. You, and you talked right, about yeah. you talked about just, the uh, perfect game, and then Christine, you lost the Christine, game. start the Way cricket and uh, make the I hate Christians t- uh, t-shirts for Jeff. But Christians, <laughs> <laughs> Christians, Christians, but. Obviously, you can listen to yeah, all the Sons of Flip Radio's podcasts. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, mm-hmm. and Spotify. 
Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio, Facebook at Sunset Flip Radio. You can email us at Sunset Flip Podcast at gmail.com. And always be uh, check us out. We're going to be coming to you soon on YouTube with some uh, exclusive videos and content. So make sure you like and subscribe that. We're coming and we're we'll, coming hard. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be getting a lot of details about that later. Always. <laughs> I can't stop. And then uh, follow us on social media for any uh, breaking news about some merch we'll be dropping soon, uh, some stuff in the works. So, uh, yeah, if anybody us. watched the live, I went into business for myself and putting yeah. myself in uh, put himself my fucking over i can't believe you put I yourself can't. over like that <laughs> yeah Jeez. i put myself over ladies and gentlemen and then tom, o- tom opens the door and no sells my shirt yeah i'm like fuck, i'm gonna turn around and go right, i'm gonna the, take my ball and no, go. let me tell you something the, the onesie you was know. the onesie was awesome because you have to have the onesie yeah but then you stroll up i'm a large man jeff's a large man you're, you're rocking jealous you're, you're i'm just jealous you got every one of you guys have access to the files no excuses no, no I'm not gonna buy no one. I want to buy fifty. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> like, I bought one like for myself. No, so I walk no, around somewhere no, and no, I sell no, the No, it's, it's awesome. I and almost made a hat, but they rejected it because it was too much going on that they couldn't actually stitch it. No, and, and like this is the cool thing. Like a year into this, I'm looking at a shirt with our logo on it. That's mm-hmm. awesome, right? So the you know, it's, it's a, a sexy logo. It is. It's an awesome logo. It's a wonderful. It's logo. Nice on white with all the color on the white. Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit, but. As always, I am the $100 man, Thomas Lisi, when your co-host. Always <laughs> joined with the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drain. Yeah. We are also joined with our videographer, my wife, Christine Lisi, and the one and only Mr. Wonderful Jeff Noise. Christine Ooh. needs a moniker Wonderful. now, too. She, she needs does. a gimmick. Yeah. Oh, Christine's a gimmick. needs a gimmick. The $101 woman. <laughs> <laughs> we can do better. Yeah, I know. Folks, we can do better than that. I know, we can. Cricket, cricket, Christine. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, always check us on social media. As always, peace, love, and wrestling, and take care. Later. Peace.